Hey guys, I just wanted to put in a quick disclaimer on this episode. If any of our sound sounds a little strange on this episode, we had a little bit of a glitch in our recording. So um, we just wanted to put that little disclaimer out there and we hope that you'll still continue listening and just give us a little bit of grace on our uh, sound recording on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Welcome to the Chapters of Grace podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And I'm Heather. And we're three friends collecting stories of God's grace and sharing them along the way. Welcome back to the Chapters of Grace podcast. And today it's just the three of us. And we're going to be talking about something that is our everyday life, and it is motherhood. Um, I came to Sarah and Heather and said, hey, I have this idea. Because if you've listened to our husband's talk, they've spoken about fatherhood, but we have not yet talked about motherhood. And it is a big part of who we are Mm -hmm. because we are stay-at-home moms. And it is our first ministry. And so... Let's dive into it. Let's talk about motherhood. Um, I will say, <laughs> I told the girls before we started recording that I probably am the last person that really needs to be talking about motherhood <laughs> because I have had a week with my toddler and yesterday about did me in. Yeah. <laughs> we Just, all have those weeks. We do. I think all moms can attest to having those weeks. Yes. Stay-at-home mom, working mom, whatever that is. Oh, my gosh. There are days where, you know, you and your kid have a standoff. And <laughs> let me tell you what. he's He just turned three and is testing all of the limits and acts like... Sometimes he acts like his ears just don't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's hard. Yeah. But anyways, so... I really want to hear from you guys because when you had your oldest ones, mm-hmm. um, what did what was motherhood like initially? Now, there is this very common thing when you have your oldest, your first your first time mom, mm-hmm. there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of fear of the unknown, a lot of Um, things that you walk into. Um, So how did you guys handle it? Terribly. I had postpartum anxiety with my first and it was awful. I was, it was, I would lay awake at night and just be so panicked that something was going to happen to her. And, you know, it's such a fear. Like I was young. I was, I was 25 when she was born. So looking back now, I mean, that was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as young as some, but it was such a learning curve. You know, I worked as a preschool teacher and thought I knew all of these things. And then when she came along, I was like, I know absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And, you know, thankfully I have a mama who is wonderful and, you know, stayed with me and helped me um, a lot. But it, it was, and then by the second time you get to your second kid, you're like, okay, I know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think um, with our oldest, I was young too. I think I was 23 
no, just turned 24. So I was still kind of on the, the young side as far as a new mom. Um, and I had not until, well, it wasn't until now looking back that I can say I had postpartum depression. During it, I didn't realize it. It wasn't very severe, but um, the baby blues lasted a lot longer than they should have. And um, there was a lot of anxiety. And, um, you know, when we, I was trying to get prepared by taking these classes through the hospital and, you know, trying to read different articles and things like that. But you're not really prepared until your baby gets here. And with our oldest, he did not breastfeed. And so the hospital classes pushed you have to breastfeed, you have to bond with your baby, you have to do this, this is for their nutrients, for their immunity, this is the healthiest route for them. And so when we brought that baby home from the hospital, I didn't sleep the two nights we were there because I had to watch him to make sure he was breathing. Um, And then, you know, I didn't feel comfortable letting anybody else help me at first, whatever that kind of feeling was. And then he wasn't nursing. And as a matter of fact, I had somebody who said, um, you know, it, you need, you know, I, it's not that I didn't want to bottle feed, but I was in my head thinking, okay, I need, just need to try to breastfeed. I just need to try to make this happen. And they said, you need to get a bottle in that baby's mouth because if they get dehydrated, their kidneys are going to shut down. They're going to become septic and he's going to die. And I'm like, oh, please thank don't you. tell a new mom that, you yeah. know, I understand you're trying to, you're, you're trying to give advice, but someone who's sleep deprived for two days just brought Hormones a baby home. all over the place. Hormones all over the place. Yeah. My baby's not nursing. And the first time mom anxiety. Yeah, maybe oh not my the gosh. best way to approach that. Yeah. So I was I was a hot mess for a while. Yeah. And I think it took me longer with our first kid to find myself again after the baby. Yeah. The second sure. time around, it was a lot easier yeah. to yeah. say, okay, now I recognize this phase is going to go by. It was a lot murkier with the first to kind of get back to myself I had my first one um at the very start of the COVID pandemic oh Oh, yeah so (laughs) multiply the anxiety times a hundred yeah because it was doom and gloom it was if your baby catches COVID they're gonna die kind of stuff going around And I actually elected, this is probably controversial and I don't mean to be, but I elected to be induced at 39 weeks because I just wanted to have him and take him home and hunker down and just never leave. Yeah. And so, um, my doctor agreed and it was all, it was fine. Um, but the day he was born was the first day that nurses were required or medical staff were required to wear masks at all times. Mm. And it like, it just was a really scary, uncertain time. And I remember that summer, um, a family member of ours, um, was exposed to COVID and didn't tell us. And when, um, we found out I mean, I was, I was a hot mess because my baby was barely three months old. Um, she held him, she loved on him, you know, all this stuff. She knew she was exposed, but she didn't say anything. And, um, 
That's scary. It was very and scary. And in that time frame where there was not a lot of information yeah. and there was a lot of misinformation and there's just nobody really knew what was going on. That's yeah. so scary. Yeah. 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 And it was honestly a time where like we, everyone was um, like shut down. Everything yeah. shut down, but it was slowly starting to kind of open up during the summer before the next curve um, started up or the next like wave. Yeah. Yeah. Started up. Um, and so we were trying to figure out what normal life with a newborn look like yeah. on top of normal life dealing with a pandemic right. um, was like. That was just, yeah. it was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I remember he was exclusively breastfed for seven months until he decided he didn't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I exclusively pumped until he was one. Um, but I remember looking back, um, the, the moment I stopped pumping, it was like the next day, it was like a cloud lifted up mm-hmm. and my mood improved. And I didn't, I didn't realize how unhappy and how honestly miserable I was. Yeah. And now second, second time around, I have twin girls mm-hmm. and even though twins can seem like a lot, I have enjoyed this stage with the twins, like this postpartum experience with the twins has been 30 times easier. Even though there's two babies, it's been so enjoyable and so wonderful um, than it was with my oldest. It's just been a different, a whole different, feels like a different world we live in too Mm -hmm. because we're not in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. What's so hard too about having kids in the pandemic, uh, you know, we had our second kid through the the pandemic Mm -hmm. and you're, you're isolated Mm -hmm. and you don't really have your community of people around you. And it's so important to have other friends. I mean, obviously, you know, you can stay connected in other ways and I, you know, people made it work, but having other people to talk to and communicate to is so important as being a mom. You know, yeah. we kind of joke that it takes a village and it really, really does. does. It really does. Especially with the amount of kids we all have in between <laughs> us. Yes. We've got a lot of kids. Yes. We're three yeah. families and we have seven kids. Seven yeah. kids. And we've all gone out together with all the kids <laughs> mm-hmm. before. We look Just like the moms. Just yeah. the moms, you know. We look like a little preschool class. We do. <laughs> We're like a little co-op. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so I can imagine with your first kid too being isolated, even with a second kid and having friends that I could talk to in other ways. It's hard to to stay connected, especially having the community that we have and our friends, our church. Yeah, and how much more you know our we see our kids thrive and we can thrive having that support yeah it's so important to get connected with other people that's how sarah and i actually like really became friends is because she had her second child and i said hey you look a little frazzled do you want to come sit on my couch and order doordash and a friendship just blossomed out of that Sometimes you just need that. You just need another mom friend to, to just sit on their couch and yeah. be a hot mess with and yeah. be in your sweatpants with no makeup. And yeah. And we do that really well. We yeah, do. We do. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. And see, like, you know, the first time around, I had a little bit of postpartum depression. The second time around, I had postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that was a thing. 
And it was Heather who had walked through that saying, hey, I just feel like this kind of looks like what I stepped through. This is what helped. Because even though it was the second kid and it should have been a lot easier, you know, it's in a, it's in a sense you're saying, I've already done this. I know what to expect. But there was a different level of anxiety that I that I didn't understand why I was struggling with it. And yeah. I, I didn't even know that was a term, yeah. you know, postpartum anxiety. I'd, I'd never heard that. So her saying, yeah, I, I dealt with that. This is what I did. And having somebody help me recognize that and help me walk through that and pray with me through that, you know, that was a big deal. That was. A big I think deal. that is one thing that I really love about doing motherhood with, like, y'all are like sisters. Like, yeah. doing them with my sisters is you know, I can, how many times have we reached out to each other and have been like, this is what's going on. Have yeah. you guys been through this? Like, have oh, you yeah. experienced this? Every single day, I think. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it just, it's such a relief to just know you're not alone. Like you, like you guys were talking about, like, mm-hmm. man, I, I can't imagine yeah. if you're out there listening and you feel like you're doing motherhood alone, please reach out to us because we will be there with you in the thick of it because it's it's not easy and we weren't made to do this alone like we were made for community we were made for a village and we can virtually be your village yeah (laughs) if we need to (laughs) um and so yeah and one thing I will say that has helped me is parenting with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do it without him. There's no way. Mm-mm. There's no way. Um, I know the difference. Like I can tell the difference when I haven't spent time in the word or spent time in the presence in the secret place. I can, t- I'm so short with my kids. I'm so like impatient the slightest thing will set me off. And like, I, I've been a little bit that way this week. Um, and I think with that, I've definitely had to learn to be humble enough, even though my child is, my oldest is three. Mm -hmm. I've had to go to him and say like, mommy is sorry. Yeah. Mommy is so sorry. She should not have done that. She should not have said that. She should not have yelled at you like that. You know, will you forgive me? And he's always so, he's so beautiful. (laughs) He makes me cry (laughs) because he's always so quick to be like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's forgiven. It's fine. Yeah. And we move on and we go to the next thing. Right. But it just models that so wonderfully for our kids when we can go and do that and show them we're not perfect. You know, we still need forgiveness. We still make mistakes, even though we're the adults yeah yeah they need to see that I think but I um I was listening to Lisa Bevere which we were talking about a little bit um beforehand um and she talks about how she learned very early on um how if she doesn't stay prayed up and in the word, like, she's running on fumes. And the Lord, like, challenged her. You know, you preach that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But, um, like, 
you preach that on the pulpit, but when you're at home, yeah. like what's the authenticity at home that your kids are seeing? Yeah. Where like, is he your strength with your kids on the daily basis? Right. You know, and that's really challenging because our families are our first ministries. Yeah. And we, I kind of mentioned this to you guys before, like I expect our pastor to be prayed up and in the word every week to be able to deliver a message to us and pour into us um, as his sheep. And so how much more should we as moms be prayed up and in the word to be able to pour into our kids so that we're not trying to pour into them from empty cups? You know, like we need to be pouring into them from overflow. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a quick way to get burnout, pouring out of an empty cup. Yeah. And I think it's important too, like you said, like your children are your first ministry, your family is your first ministry. Like that's such an important balance that, I, you know, whether or not you're like a worship leader or a pastor or, you know, you lead a small group, like I've had to like carve very intentional times, like I lead a small group on a certain day of the week and I don't change that day of the week because the rest of the week is for my girls. Like, you know, uh, we make sure like Friday nights are for our girls so that we can do things as a family. We can do movie nights. Like we try to leave those days open. And so your ministry may not look like everyone else's, but, um, you know, after seeking counsel from, you know, people who have been in ministry way longer than we have. Like, that's just something that has been stressed to me over and over again. Like, you don't want your children to ever feel like you've put that ministry in front of them. And we actually heard um, from a lady on um, at our small group, and she said, like, she said brought something out, like, essentially, like, we're hearing from the Lord, but we're not telling our children that. Oh my gosh. Like, and so like, I never really thought about it that way. Like we need to make sure that we're really intentional. Okay. Like if the Lord is saying move places or the Lord is saying, you know, we need to do this, lead this group or this group, make sure to include your children. Yeah. Make sure to like walk that out with them so that they don't, you know, become bitter or have that kind of regret when they look back. It's, it's funny, the, the thought that comes to my mind saying, like, we should show our children that um, Mia and my husband were talking last night, and he kind of said this in a joking way, but um, so he got our two boys Frisbees, and he said, I was, he, you know, we were playing Frisbees, and he said, I realized that I showed him how to play Frisbee the wrong way. He said, he thinks that when we play Frisbee, we throw it, and then we all chase it and go grab it. And I, and I kind of giggled and I said, well, why does that matter if he plays Frisbee that way? And he said, because the way I show him how to do something now is how he does it the rest of his yeah, life. That's wow. so good. And he said, so if I don't teach, he said something as simple as if I don't teach him how to throw the Frisbee the right way, then he doesn't know how to do it later in life. Wow. And that's the same way with our kids right now. Yeah. If we're not showing them how to walk out this relationship with the Lord, they're yeah. learning right now. They're yeah. going to do it the wrong way the rest of their life if right. we're not showing them and saying, yeah. hey, this is what I'm doing. Can you come do this with me? Yeah, yeah. that's really good because um, – before having kids, obviously, your quiet time with the Lord looks like mm-hmm. actual quiet time with the Lord. Right. Yeah. And now I have to get creative. A lot of times, a lot of days, it looks like putting my twins down, 
putting a movie on for my oldest and then just sitting there with my Bible and just quietly praying and just reading the word and trying to journal. Sometimes it's like I only have really 10 minutes, sometimes 20, sometimes I get a whole 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning, I, I guess it was just the way that I perceived what your quiet time was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are, there's good in having set aside time to just get away with the Lord. Um, but there's something to be said if, if all you've got is 10 minutes on the couch with your oldest watching a movie, then do that. Yeah. Um, the Lord will honor that. Yeah. But also, how beautiful is it for your child to see? Like, I want my son, when he's 25, to be able to be like, yeah, I saw my mom reading the word yeah. and praying mm-hmm. on the couch. Like, yeah. it didn't matter. You, you know, like, I, I want I want him to be able to say that. I don't yeah. want my secret time with the Lord to be that, to be so secretive that he never gets to see that from yeah. me. And I think that comes down to, like, worship, too. Like, obviously, like, I've been in your home, so I know, like, worship is, like, huge for both of you. But, yeah. um it sometimes, you know, the, my time with the Lord looks like, you know, washing dishes while a sermon plays or yeah. worship music plays and, you know, talking to the Lord that way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all about just the Lord is going to meet you where you are. And it is really important for your kids to see those worship moments, those prayer moments, like it's all interconnected. And, and we also go to a church that's really big on family. Yeah. Um, that's really big. We have like um, Wednesday night services. Um, if we have fifth Wednesday night, we'll do like a family service. And our mm-hmm. kids are in the big sanctuary and they, they're they always allowed in there, but they're it's like a big family worship service. Yeah. And they're like, it's free reign for them to just worship. Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet. Like we've I've seen both of our kids, you know, just go before the Lord and and they're little, but they're learning and that's how they learn. There's no junior Holy Spirit. No. And so they're learning firsthand and it's great. I love that we get to do that. We get to watch them grow up and see that lived out in front of them. Like they know, like these are their people and they're praying people and they're worshipers and it's such a great atmosphere for them to grow up in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. One thing about walking out um, this the way that you approach the Lord, I will say, is knowing the season you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for instance, Heather has, she, we, we established, she's the older mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we already established she's the older sister Oy. of us three, but she's also the older mom of us three too, because her girls I'm a are, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> her girls are older. Yes. Um, Whereas my kids are three and I have twin 10-month-old baby girls. And um, so one thing that I will say is our husbands travel yeah, for work. Um, and that's just the season that we're in right now. It's not always going to be like this, um, but it is the season that we're in. And how how does that how does your relationship with the lord look like when that happens yeah it's a lot more prayer <laughs> it's a lot more <laughs> it's a lot more submitting to the lord and 
well, it should be, I think, but sometimes it looks like that gets missed because, you know, yeah. you're in survival, in survival mode, mode. You, are. you know, when you're taking kids to school and I also keep my nephew during the day and he is three months old. So like that yes. has been a total twist on things and like without help, like it would not be, it would not be as easy as, as it, as it comes sometimes. Um, I have all the props for single moms because yes, a moment for I the single moms. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Round of applause. Y'all yeah, are, because y'all are it's so strong. It's so it's single parents, not just single moms. Single yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's just tough. so hard sometimes to be the only one. You know, you're doing bedtime, you're doing bath routine, and then you just don't get a break. Yes, and then if you're doing ministry on top of that or jobs on top of that, it's just a whole like whole thing that you don't really think about. And a lot of times it does look like I am surviving until 8.30 yeah. and I can put these children to bed and praise God that they can't tell time yet yeah. because sometimes 8.30 looks like 7.30 and you're like, <laughs> mama needs to go lay down in bed and rest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of grace. And I think it makes you appreciate your spouse a lot more. Yeah. Um, because when they come, he comes home, I'm like, bedtime is yours, buddy. I'm yes. gone. See you later. I'm going to go take a bath and relax. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, you really can't, can't do this without the Lord and alone, yeah. without your village and your people. Yeah. We have a really, really good friend who is a single foster mom. Yes. And... I remember when she was early days, when she had her first placement, she didn't just get one. She had two. She had two preteens. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot. Was, that was a tough season for her. Yeah. And um, I remember sitting down with her one time on a Wednesday night, and I was ask, just asking her, like, how's it going? And she was just kind of telling me how hard it was. And I told her, I said, I know what it's like with, they're my own kids. When yeah. my husband is gone. I know what it's like with my own kids. Yeah. I can't imagine with someone else's kids mm-hmm. that you, she is just, she's doing the work of the Lord. She really is. Opening her home as a single woman. Yeah. And I told her, I said, but you absolutely do not have to do this by yourself. Yeah. I said, the moment you need backup, you know you can call any one of us and we'll yeah. be there. And I know she's called Heather. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's called you, Sarah. I don't know yeah. if she has. But, um, you know, just prime example, like, I, I I couldn't stress to her enough. When my husband is gone, I'm pulling my hair out with my yeah. own kids. <laughs> and they're not, they don't talk back yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, even more so, yeah. like, Call your people. Yeah. Call your people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say, man, when my husband is gone, it's... It's rough sometimes. It's all I can do to get to... Because a lot of times he's gone from like Monday to Thursday. There are times he's gone from Sunday to Thursday or Monday to Friday. Um, he's about to be gone from Friday to Wednesday here coming up. So it's going to be like a whole weekend. And that really stinks because I love my weekends. Yeah. He's off of work and he devotes all of his attention to me and the kids. And he's, I say I get a break. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, I, I already feel, this is something I trying to work with the Lord on is not feeling anxious yeah 
ahead of these times. Yeah. yeah. You know, just trying to get geared up in his presence, like, you know, like in abundance, I guess, mm-hmm. so that I can kind of coast through um, and not come out in deficit yeah. and frustrated and all of this stuff. And so, yeah, it's motherhood is hard it is and i think too like we sarah and i share a common bond with we our older children have um life-threatening allergies yes Um, my oldest is allergic to chickpeas randomly um and her oldest is allergic to egg and so it it really i think bonded us too like that is a whole separate anxiety in in motherhood you know like I've been dealing with this a little bit longer than Sarah has, so I think it comes a little more easier for me. But still that fear is, you know, I have a school-age child, and so um, we just recently found out that our school cafeteria has been serving chickpea butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm not sure who invented that. You know, chickpea is all the health craze, but that sounds like the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Um, But that allergy is so obsolete. It's such a weird allergy that nobody really thinks about that. Yeah. Um, But there's something that I always tell Sarah is like, you know, God gave you those children for a reason. He gave you your son with allergies. And so he equips us yeah. for that. And like, it's my job to keep my child safe. Yeah. It's Sarah's job to keep her child safe. But it is really nice when you have mom friends, especially, who will knock a popsicle out of your kid's hand in 3.7 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> if they get a hold of something Ooh, they have yeah, not, yeah. they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Blair uh, acted fast. She did. It was like a ninja. She yeah. was. Um, we had a birthday party for my son and didn't realize one of the um, popsicles had egg in them. Well, they had egg yolk in them. And when I realized Sarah's oldest had like barely tasted it, but I was like, no! Yeah, and just slapped, <laughs> slapped that yeah. popsicle right yeah. out of his hand. Just had to act fast. Yeah. yeah. It's, great. It's, it's one of those things, too, when you have a kid with an allergy that I think it's – you're, you can be so graceful to other people because like you, I mean, you moved and you moved quick. So that was, I mean, you did the, you did it, you did the thing, but it's hard because, you know, when you have that always on the forefront of your mind, you're kind of always on guard. You're sort of yeah. always on, almost on edge a little bit. Yeah. And you, you don't always expect other people to be that way. So no. you can't be, you, you know, can't, it's, it's and I don't think you to, can expect other people to be that You can't expect it. And so you just always have to be on guard. And, but it also from, you know, ha- like being friends with Blair. Blair is very cautious, very aware, always checking things, always trying to accommodate both Heather and I's kids, mm-hmm. you know, for our allergies. And there's just such a safety in that, yes. knowing that people care and that they yeah. want to protect your kid too. Because yeah. it's kind of like you don't think about it if you don't know. Yeah. But think about the fact that, Anything that your kid picked up, and we know how babies are, we know how toddlers are, we know how kids can be, anything that they could put in their mouth could potentially be life-threatening. Yeah. That's hard. That's scary. It's scary. And honestly, I don't know how people do it without having the Lord because I have pled, you know, we plead the blood of Jesus over him, both of our kids, but when we start, when that anxiety rises up, if I didn't have Jesus to give me a peace that surpassed all understanding, I don't know how I would make it. I think I would really be, I would probably have heart problems. Yeah. And have a friend to step in and be like, no, yes. we're going to handle this yes. and it's going to yeah. be fine and yes. it's going to be calm. And I will say having, having Heather and having her 
you know, like when we first found out about the allergy, I didn't know what anaphylaxis symptoms could be. I just thought it was your throat swells up and you're done. And it, it was kind of talking to someone else and saying, no, you know, this or, you know, Benadryl is actually more fast acting, whereas this is going to stay in their system. It, just knowing those things and having somebody walk with you and, you know, like at, you know, your son's party. Yeah. I, I told Heather that she's kind of my emotional security blanket <laughs> because she stayed so calm. I think it kind of helped me stay calm. Yeah. And I'm trying, I know you probably feel this way too, but I'm trying to teach our son not to panic because I again I'm modeling for him how we handle it and so I realize that when I start to panic he starts to panic and so I'm trying to teach him we can stay calm we can figure this out you know you're in the hands of God like he has got you we're gonna be okay we can do this you know we have been in situations before you know you've been in the hospital with your oldest before we've been in the hospital before but at the end of the day yeah. They're going to be okay. And he was totally fine. He was just like, okay, can I go now? Yeah. Like, yes, he wasn't hospitalized at the party. He was no, totally no, no, no. fine. He was fine. He was like, get off we me. We were all watching him, and they were like, stop. You know, I want to go play in the yeah. He was like, yeah. get off of me. It was, <laughs> I think it was me. I think I needed. Yeah, like, we needed to calm Blair down. <laughs> I was not okay. I know. I, know. I just, my whole goal with the party, too, was because there were multiple yeah, kids with, with allergies, allergies coming. Yeah. I made sure the whole menu, I thought yes. I did. I thought I made sure the whole menu was allergy you, you, No, you worked well, so your hard. Defense, uh, they didn't have it listed. It, did, it wasn't in the bold letters. The way yeah. it should. Yeah. 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 It should have said may contain yeah, eggs, and it, did not. And it yeah. didn't. Yeah. So that was not, yeah. that, that was, was not truly you. not your fault. And yeah. you actually yeah. took the time to read the ingredient list. Yeah. Yeah. Which if you hadn't done, he could have eaten a lot more and it could, yeah. it could have been worse. Yeah. Shoot. So. Well, Yeah. I think, too, the way I operate, too, is because you guys are some – you guys are my best friends, and you guys love my kids like your own. Absolutely. And you're not going to get anything less over here. We were just talking about how we needed um, separate dishes for Sarah's oldest because, you know, cross-contamination is a thing. Yeah. And – we want to avoid that at all cost. And I, I just, the way I am with my best friends and their kids and even my best friend, Alex, her son has egg, dairy, peanut oh allergies. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want everyone to be able to come to my house and feel at, like safe yeah. Yeah. and comfortable yeah. and they're at home and like at their own home. Yeah. And, um, yeah, once again, Get you a good village. Yeah. Yeah. Get you a good village. Who care? And they want you to feel safe and love on your kids. And and even on that side, not the the opposite end of that, but knowing that if my kid's doing something they shouldn't be doing, that I know without a doubt that y'all are going to say, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Is that really what we should be doing? 100%. (laughs) Like just covering, all of our kids are covered on all fronts. Yeah. Safety. Love, yes, acting right, and I know that like, like Heather's on the worship team. The number of times my son asks for TT Heather (laughs) in a specific song, my testimony. Yes, I want TT my testimony. (laughs) Yeah, and I have to go back and find whatever (laughs) service she has. Yes, this song on. But like, I just I love and now. He has graduated to preschool class, and mm-hmm. Sarah is one of his teachers. And I just love the <laughs> the 
godly influence that you both play in his life now. He loves y'all. Like yeah. every day I hear, Mommy, I want I want Titi Sasa. I want Titi Sasa. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves y'all. And I yeah. just love that I can trust him to y'all. Yeah. No matter like I know yeah. he's yeah. safe even on the spiritual level. Yeah. yeah. And I know that y'all will pray some stuff. Sure enough will. Oh, <laughs> sure enough will. We have before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug here. Um our church released a live recording album oh, that goodness. Blair and, and Heather were on. And let me just say that um it has a special anointing on it because anytime we're in the car I usually have to listen to some type of you know, kids soundtrack, Coco Melon, whatever it is, they listen to that album yeah, and they request to listen <laughs> to TT Bear and Auntie Heather singing. <laughs> and it's so funny when we watch the live recording, if we're, if we're watching it on the TV or something, you know, our youngest will get so excited and he's like, oh, TT Bear, TT Bear, Auntie Heather, Auntie Aww, Heather. And so, so it's just really cool to baby. see. He gets to kind of hear y'all on that and, you know, see you guys worship. And he gets excited. And I'm so thankful, Jesus, that they love it. Yes. They even fell asleep to it in the car. It has a special <laughs> anointing on it. So that's, that's so funny. cool. I think to sum up motherhood, um, we are, it's hard. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. The every day is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, and at the end of the day, we're raising up the next generation yeah. of ministers, the next generation that will carry the gospel to the ends of the world. Yeah. The next worship leaders yeah. and women's pastors yeah blair's raising up the next worship drummer yeah yeah oh yeah oh we've got us a little worship band going (laughs) yeah Yeah, we do yeah we've got baby billy graham and our yes we do (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep and this is going to be this is our legacy Yeah. yeah that's a heavy weight yeah but it's exciting yes shouldn't be scary it should be exciting it's like exactly. a fear of a good fear like a good yeah. fear of the lord kind of a thing yeah yeah um yeah motherhood is holy and it's yeah it's something to be you know living out that legacy and you know no matter what kind of mother you had um yeah you know you're rewriting that and you have the the chance now and the choice now to rewrite your legacy yeah and to really like be who God has called you to be in motherhood and mm-hmm. no matter you can start today like yeah. no matter what that looks like, like you know if you've just like we talked about the you know asking forgiveness for your child from your child you know you can do that today like you can yeah. start all over and Turn start fresh I just want to leave you guys on this note I just feel strongly that I need to say this but um you can do this mm-hmm. yeah. you are strong you you can do what it takes whatever this whatever your day looks like whether you're at home or whether you're, you know, taking a van full of kids to school or, you know, you're you're juggling work and if you're juggling ministry, whatever that looks like, you can do this. The Lord has equipped every mother to be able to do this. Yeah. Just lean on Jesus, lean on the people around you. Find, you know, find that time to just re-energize yourself. You have to take care of yourself. 
um, to be able to take care of others. Like we said, you can't pour from an empty cup, but just know you can do this. Like Heather said, like the Lord has given mothers a special anointing. Yeah. And no matter what's ahead of you, like you can do this. And, you know, like Blair said earlier, reach out to us. You know, we can pray with you. We will pray for you. We are just strong proponents that, you know, we are anointed as moms to do this and we can do it. So just to leave you guys on that note of encouragement, thank you so much for listening. And um, 